Hello, hello. Hello. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Man, I sure hope y'all doing good out there. Oh, yeah. So, I am your host, April. And I'm Autumn in the flesh. And you guys are tuning in to our official first episode Mm -hmm. of Brave Brave Conversations. Conversations. Man, we are so happy that you guys are tuning in to our podcast. This episode, we are going to be diving into and asking the question, what do you do when things are out Out of of whack? Mm -hmm. So what we mean by out of whack is your mind. Everything is racing. Things are not lining up. You have a, a lot of thoughts and nothing seems to be cohesive. Yes. You can't focus on your day-to-day activities you can't seem to get things accomplished and you have a bunch of anxiety fear depression confusion helplessness i don't got another one okay (laughs) (laughs) but honestly the list can go on and on because i'm sure our listeners probably was chiming in with their own yeah bewildered flustered So, yeah, we're going to be diving into this, you guys, sharing our experiences or we're going to be sharing some experiences Yeah. about what happened when things began to get out of whack and what do you do, right? What do you do to get yourself realigned, to get yourself back on track, to refocus, Yep. So here we go. Let's Let's dive dive in. in. You guys, we have a unexpected special guest. Unexpected. Um, throughout this podcast, I want to personally apologize for the noises we are making because um mr fly has joined our family yes. three days ago yes. and uh he has not left the premises yet exactly he's, he's overstayed his welcome mm-hmm. yeah clearly somebody welcomed him in maybe going in and out the door and he has been buzzing around this place we cannot seem to capture him mm-hmm. we on a few occasions i know i for sure i think i got him i had swatted him uh, I have too. I actually think that I'm I might be his favorite person in the household because he seems to love just to buzz around my head when I'm when I'm sitting down in the living room. Yeah, he has mm-hmm. been very evasive. Yeah, resilient. Oh, very. Uh, his strength is uh, admirable. Yes, very much so. You can't do anything but respect his hustle. He's just trying to live like everybody else out in these streets, you know. And apparently he did want to be heard on this he episode. He really did. He, he also wanted to have a brave conversation. Exactly. He wanted mm-hmm. to let us know what happens when, when they, his life is out of whack. When his life is out of whack. What he does. He, he, he enters into he people's enters homes. other people's lives <laughs> and causes destruction there as well. Exactly. It brings him peace, brings him joy. Because hurt flies hurt people. Exactly. But his days are, are numbered. He doesn't know that probably. Or he probably does. And he's just living life until he knows his end is coming. Yeah. Well, I, I try to let him out the door. 
I oh. did the other day. I was leaving out. Oh, I tried okay. to let him. He he came at me, and I opened the door thinking He's, that he was gonna. No, he did. He you should have saw him. He turned. He said, "How dare you? Mm-hmm. It's too hot out there." Exactly. <laughs> can't can't beat the heat. <laughs> How dare you? But uh, he'll he'll he won't be here next episode, so don't expect. Or will he? To hear his response in our episode. Or will he? No, he won't. I guarantee. He's act. He actually just flew by me just now. I think he's, yeah, he Eat heard us. For vendetta. All right, back to the show. Hi, hi everybody. Hello. This is our first episode. We want to welcome you all to Brave Conversations podcast. Today. We're going to be having a discussion, a conversation about what do you do when things are out of whack for you? We're talking about when there's so many thoughts running through your mind to the point where it's building anxiety, maybe even a little depression. And yeah, fear. And you have so many decisions. Oh, and confusion. Can't forget confusion. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. All of that. We call that being out of whack. whack. And so we're going to be having a conversation today about, I mean, what do you do when things are like that? So I know throughout life, there are periods of times in your life where things seem completely out of whack. And I know for me, that happens periodically. But what happens when it's happening and you just can't seem to get things back aligned? You just can't seem to get things back in order and everything is still pretty scrambled in your mind. Let's talk about that today, Autumn. Mm-hmm. Well, I I don't think I had I've had um periodic times when I was out of whack because I feel like those moments I you know I, I just I'm in, I'm in college now but first at first I was like in high school and stuff like that and I feel like the majority of the world's problems I didn't have to worry about since I was like a child and all that kind of mm, goes to you what a blessing <laughs> so I like I didn't like even if I did feel out of whack I was just like you know the, the only thing I had to focus on was getting good grades in high school and you know all the, the drama in high school which is kind of it, it stays in high school it doesn't come home with you it kind of just stays there yeah for some people I, I'm not I'm not talking for every like high school student but for me my problem stayed in the high school building when I got home it was stress-free all I had to worry about was making sure that I ate that my homework was done and then I had clothes for school tomorrow and that's it. That's all I had to worry about. <laughs> I didn't really truly get out of whack until I hit 18, which is kind of symbolic because 18 is when you become an adult or a legal adult under the law. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, when I got into the adult world, that's when my, I felt the impact of what out of whack really was. Yeah. So, um, let me just dive into it. Y'all. So I'm a, <laughs> I'm gonna break this down through the ages, through my age. So 18, um, the year is 2019. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was. Uh, I'm not gonna start like at the beginning of 2019. It was actually at the ending of 2019. So I'm like, 
December around that area. Um, that's when my, I say my health, like when I, I started to really focus on my health, like I've been overweight, uh, since I was about like 12 or apparently 12 is when my doctor told me I was starting to get out of overweight. But so yeah, I tell people that I was, I've been overweight since I was 12 and I've been battling with my weight since then, even now to this day. But, um, when I got, when I basically graduated high school, uh, and I went to college, of course, the atmosphere changes. And I felt like in high school, you're supposed to really pay attention to how you look. But I think it was reversed for me. When I got into college and I got into a different atmosphere with different people and different um, uh, age levels, that's when I really started to pay attention to how I looked out, like how other people viewed me. So, um, so I started, I enrolled into a weight loss program. Um, and I was doing that. It was a non-surgical one. I have to make that, make that point clear. It was a non-surgical weight loss program. So I met with the doctor, met with nutrition, and they had me on like a weight loss plan. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that that weight loss plan did not work only because I wasn't putting in the work. It wasn't because <laughs> of the doctors or anything. I was just, I wasn't just really committed to it. Like, yeah, yeah. I just. Okay, good. Yeah. Good personal reflection. <laughs> That's how you grow, baby. Yeah. That's how you grow. Um. Anyway. Um, fast forward a little bit. It's the beginning of, uh, 2020. This was before the pandemic hit. So before March and, um, I, I decided that, you know what, maybe the non-surgical route was not best for me. So I applied for the surgical route, which is, a am going to butcher this word so hard. I always butcher it. Is, is it bariatric? Bariatric. Bariatric. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lord have mercy. Bariatric surgery. Um, I'm not even gonna get detail what that is. I'm pretty sure everybody probably heard of it, and if you didn't, do your research. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I applied for it and um uh, went through that whole process, and I was denied. Basically, not going to go into detail why, but I was denied the surgery. And that I feel like I look back now, I didn't know it at that time, but I think that was the start of my depression. It was very discouraging because I felt helpless. I felt like, well, if I can't have the surgery, then and it wasn't really working out the non-surgical way, then what is, I just, I'll just be fat forever. <laughs> and I'll just continue to gain weight. And next thing you know, here I am, 500 pounds. <laughs> so that was the start. That was the start where you feel like things. Yeah. And that's when everything kind of like sort of spiraled. Like that was the only thing really going wrong in that moment. Like my grades were good. I I made some really good friends my freshman year of college and um, the only thing that was really uh, bothering me was my weight. But I, I had to point that out because it's going to come up again later Okay. when I explain the rest. But um, but then the pandemic hit, y'all, in March. And, <laughs> and we were all sent home, everybody. Uh, so, yeah, we were quarantined at the house. And that's when I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to use this time. Excuse me. That uh, we had, that we all had. And I decided to do the opposite of what most of society <laughs> did, gain weight. I decided to lose weight. So I went on the keto diet. And, um, yeah, that was my mission. And uh, um, the pandemic hit in March. My birthday's in April. So this is where I turned 19. So we're now on the second age, 19 years old. And I lost a good 40 pounds during that pandemic. Yeah. Yep. It was, it was amazing. And, y'all, my mood changed so much. Like, I became such a different person like I was like 
very energetic. Mm-hmm. Like the, the amount of energy I had was shocking for me. And it wasn't from coffee. I didn't drink caffeine like that. Um, it wasn't from like no energy drinks or no, no, no pills or anything. I just was genuinely energetic in the morning. Yeah. And above that, like, if you know me, for the people who know me listening to this, I am an anxious person. I don't like going outside. I don't like going to parties. I don't like hanging out with people that much. I mean, I do it, but it drains my, my um, what's it called, social battery a lot. And it takes a lot of me to go out and do things. But I was open to it, y'all. Like, when I was on that keto diet and losing that weight, I was like, ooh, where can I go next? Like, who want to hang? Like, of course, we was, we was still quarantined, so I couldn't <laughs> hang out with nobody. But, like, um, I was contacting people, though. That's another thing. Like, I don't contact people. I don't call people. I don't go out of the way to text them first. And I was doing that. And I could see the change in me. Like, my skin was, was more clear. My hair was thick and beautiful and curly. And and, I, and your, your energy level was just different. Yeah. Like, you're talking about outward energy. But some people, you know, like, re- really, we ignore the type of energy that we may have. Um, that we're not aware that people are feeling. And so just to be in your presence, there was a different energy. I felt the higher level energy, a good energy. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. Y'all. I really had a, a good time. Um, I, that kind of, I'm sorry if I sounded a little insensitive because there was during the time where it, a lot of what's going on in the world, but I'm just saying personally for me, I was like, that was like my prime to having that time to really focus on my health. Yeah. Um, above that, also my grades were still doing good at the time and I passed all my classes how I wanted to. So I was feeling good on that. I was riding on that high. And then I'm going to fast forward to when school started back up. Um, they allowed students to come back on campus under restrictions, but I decided to move back on campus that first semester of my sophomore year. And that's when my mind went out of whack. And I guess, I don't know why. Yeah. I guess it's like a change of scenery. But I was optimistic because I lost that weight and I was feeling good. But when I moved back on campus, it, it went in reverse. I gained all my weight back plus more. Um, I gained, I lost 40 pounds. I probably gained 40 pounds and then gained a, another 40 on top of that. So, <laughs> and then uh, ab- like while I was in that on campus, I could not focus on my schoolwork. I mean. I couldn't focus. Um, all the classes were virtual, so we couldn't really like go into class. But it's like I couldn't even focus on my lectures. Um, I started to distance myself because I moved in with my friend, moved on campus with my friend that I made my freshman year. And I started to see myself distance myself from her and not because what she, anything she did, but right. because like any company irritated me. Like I was just so irritated. Like I felt like everybody was closing in on my space. And while I was like, at the dorms, like, I didn't really communicate with anybody else. We, uh, it was my friend and it was some other person. And uh, um, I kind of, like, shut myself in my room all the time. Like, Wait, man, hold on. Did you say it was some other person? Yeah, some it, other. You didn't know who your dormmate was? I know her name, but I'm not going to say her name. Okay. And, like, we talked, of course. They always encourage you to talk to, your, to the people you move in with because you, you're going to be staying with them for a while. Yeah. So, I, I, of course, I knew this person. <laughs> okay, okay. I was just trying to check out. Like, wait a minute. You're like, some other person. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not who sure that who was. that was. I, I heard commotion in the morning, and that was it. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, like, I started to, I started to basically down. I was going through a, a down spiral as far as, like, my energy again. Because, of course, I was gaining weight. And then my self-esteem took a, a major blow. Um, 
as it always does when I gain weight. Um, and then, oh, because I couldn't focus uh, in class, my grades took a, a major fall. I was doing bad. And so bad, y'all. If you know me, I, I never failed a class up until that moment. And I failed, I want to say two classes, but I could be wrong. It could have been one. Yeah, I can't recall. I th- I know I know um, one for sure. Yeah, I know I failed one, but I think I also did bad. Yeah, I failed two actually. Yep, I failed two classes. It was genetics and organic chemistry one. I failed, and that just made me even more depressed because then I started to question my intelligence. Okay. Um, because I was blaming my efforts. I was basically blaming the fact that I failed on the, I was like make, tying it to my intelligence, which now that I look back on, it really wasn't my intelligence. It was my, I feel like it was my depression. I hate to say my depression because I don't really like tying, like blaming emotion on why you don't pass things, if that makes sense. Well, that may, that, but that plays a major role though. I mean, I know that now, but back then I didn't because I never experienced that. I, I was always an AB student. I never experienced failing a class. So for me, failing the class growing up was because you didn't work hard enough so when I first felt this was my first class that I failed of course my mind goes because you didn't work hard enough do better (laughs) exactly (laughs) but I realized now is because I was like I was basically it was the beginning stages of my deep depression and once I felt that class and I gained all that weight it my depression went deeper and deeper so much deep that I lost I lost a lot of friendships during that time yeah um and I almost lost well, no, the two friendships that I made in college, that's like strong. Like they understood why I was very distant and not talking to them. But the other friendships that I had, like friendships from people in high school, that just fell off the earth, basically. Those are still to this day, like beneath. Mm-hmm. Um, not only that, but I kind of distanced myself from my family as well. Even if we lived, we all lived. Oh, I forgot a part. I moved back home at some point. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I could. I realized I was like I didn't forget I was, that part. Yeah, <laughs> I realized um, I I moved back home because I thought that was the problem with my grades. I thought the atmosphere wasn't right, so I was like, you know, what, let me just move back home and maybe I can get this get this together. But that didn't work. In fact, I think it made it worse. Um, because I moved into the basement. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, the typical college student living in her mom's basement. And the basement has no light. We have like curtains where the windows are and they are do an amazing job keeping the light out. So it's always dark. And basically I lived in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> all day, every day. Didn't talk to my friends. Didn't talk to my family, even though they were all upstairs. Didn't really come up. I mean, I eat, I ate. Okay. <laughs> That's one thing for sure. I ate. <laughs> I was eating too much. DoorDash, seven days a week, y'all. Not playing. Mm-hmm. That's not exaggeration. Seven days a week, all three meals and nothing but fast food, nothing healthy. Yeah. So, of course, my weight got worse. And then, y'all, to top it off, March 2021, I'm 20 years old now. I developed type 2 diabetes. Yeah. And, y'all, in the beginning when when my doctor told me that, I didn't get the severity until I talked to, to my mom about what type 2 diabetes really were yeah. and how bad it could get. Yeah, that was it's very scary. And I, I just recall mm-hmm. that. I know for me, um, obviously watching that, that's one of the hard things. Like, like honestly, if, if we're going to talk about, if we're going to be brave and really have this conversation, 
I think one of the hardest things for me is that, um, you know, I was watching all of this. I, I see all of this. But what's interesting is that, you know, when your children become a certain age, you have to really let them find their own footing. And I feel like even at times where I did intervene and I tried to intervene because I'm, I'm not dealing with, uh, you know, 12 year old Autumn mm-hmm. or 16 year old Autumn, you know, even this is an adult right. Autumn. And so, you know, even in times of intervening, just to experience that different Autumn, that different age, it was almost a level of um, rejecting. Yeah. You know, you were rejecting what I was saying. I was. And, she was, and the she guidance was t- I was trying no, to she give. She was pushing me through this depression. She was trying to get me to get up, get out. Absolutely. I was afraid. Things. I was afraid. And like a typical child does, I was rebellious because I'm like, you don't understand, mom. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, that was, it was very <laughs> difficult for me. And um, yeah, I, you know, it was hard to watch. It was, I also wasn't being very honest with you, though, if I had to be truthful. Yeah. When you would ask me, she asked me periodically, like, how are you doing? Like, how are you, how are you doing with school? How are you doing your life? And I wasn't really honest, but that mostly came from shame because um, shame of my grades, mostly my academics, because like I said, I was, I've always been an AB student and I've always done well in school. So, and of course, I've always known that you expect that of me yeah. when it comes to my ac- academics. Yeah. So for me to come to you and be like, I got an F in this class and I don't think I can change it around. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Mm-hmm. I just, um, I thought that you would like, not outwardly say I'm disappointed in you, but I can, I can tell from your facial expressions when you're disappointed to me. You don't got to say it, but I can, I can see it. And that is like the worst feeling in the world for me. I don't know about anybody else, but that's like the worst feeling having my mom disappointed in me. Oh, I mean, the thing is, is that, and I know what you're talking about. And I knew, like you said, you were not being completely dishonest and it's not like I could go check your grades like I could in high school. Thank the Lord. But, uh, (laughs) (laughs) whoever came up with that rule for college students, you are a lifesaver. Okay. You came through. Yes. I had to, I had to trust (laughs) what you were saying, but honestly, I don't, if, if I may dig a little deeper in that and be, and be real and honest, I don't think that you probably were hesitant just because of, you know, the disappointment. If we're, we're talking about things being out of whack and when things being, uh, are out of whack, things are weighing heavily on us, on our minds. And honestly, you didn't need that type of pressure. I'm not sure how I would have taken it had you come to me and, and been honest about it in that moment. I like to think, you know, because we, we're biased to ourselves. So I like to think I would have responded appropriately and been super encouraging and and not, you know, like, um, you know, put more pressure or make things more out of whack. But the reality of it is, is that I probably could have came with something or a response that would have made things a little bit worse for you and you were probably fearing that as well uh, i hope you would have done that if i came to you honestly and told you i was failing my classes um but um oh i'm bringing up my weight so when i was told that i had type 2 diabetes it really like put me into motion so i looked elsewhere mm-hmm. instead of going through the same weight loss program i looked elsewhere um and i was accepted the second time i applied for the bariatric did yeah. i say it right yes you did very <laughs> very active surgery so um I know the problem wasn't fixed as far as my health but it felt like it It felt like oh my god this problem is fixed Mm -hmm. and again I had this notion in my head that okay if I lost weight if I was skinny 
everything would get back in order because that's what happened the first time, right? When before the pandemic, when the pandemic hit and I went on the keto diet and I lost weight and I told y'all everything kind of just like smoothed over. So I thought that's going to happen the second time. But while I was on that journey and I eventually got the surgery in August of 2021, um, I was still out of whack. And by that, like, y'all, I had, I stayed in a constant state of fear, anxiety, stress, and confusion. I was scared about my future. Of course, because my grades, I failed two classes and I had to redo them. And I was scared. I was like, if I failed those two classes, like, can I pass the others? Like, maybe, maybe this is not for me. Maybe I need to look into something else. But then I've been thinking, I've been basically aspiring to go to college all my life so it's kind of scary to up and change my my plans so um thank the lord i stayed in it i'm still in college (laughs) um i was also afraid for my health i didn't really know if the surgery was going to help me or not because even if you get the surgery you still that's not a fix you know What, what i learned from going through the process is not a fix at all um you really have to you have to work with it and i've never been good with my weight loss when it comes to actually putting the effort to lose weight in the past so i was bringing up the past a lot to dictate my future and my present and school was still horrible like i like i said i failed those two classes i was retaking them but as i was retaking them i was still getting getting bad scores on my exams and my assignments yeah so it was like I realized that, oh, my God, it's not surgery. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not the weight. It wasn't the weight. Well, it was part of it, but it's not the full picture. And I think this is just for, I think that at that moment, I was getting, like, signals from the Lord of what I should do. Like, I would have periods during that time where I was like, I should read the Bible. Mm -hmm. Or, like, I would say, I should pray. But then I'm like, I was like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> I would like I would come up with an excuse like, well, I'm too tired. Or mm-hmm. I could just be doing something else. Like, right, or you or you came to me. Well, yeah, I came to my mom was like, Can you please can you let's pray, mama. Let's how about we go pray? And my mom be like Yeah. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> now it's just like I think you were you were searching for me. You mm-hmm. were it it was almost it was it was kind of I don't want to say weird or funny, but you were you were coming and you were wanting to almost resume things that that I did with you guys when, uh, we when, when you were kids. Yeah, my mom like, was like like Bible story time, Bible guys. Story Come time. on, kids. Yeah. So basically, like I was quote, sort of relying on my mom to get me back into that relationship with God because my mom was that sort of tie between me and God growing up. Yeah. She was the reason why I even knew what the Bible was. She taught me what the word was or introduced me to the yeah. word. And I never I never started to really look into it myself. So basically, as I like to say, I was writing on my mother's salvation, basically. Mm-hmm. That was deep. That was deep. That was that uh-huh. was a revelation. That was it a was. revelation word for you. It was. I was writing on her salvation for a long time and that's when I realized it. So the Lord was tell he was telling me what to do. Like I was like I was seeking outside help. Like I sat with two therapists during that time. And although their methods did help, I'm not knocking them. It just wasn't enough. It was only like short temporary fixes. Like I would be okay for like a week. And then next thing you know, here comes this wave of anxiety about nothing. Yeah. And my mind was always racing from one, one thing to to the next. Like, Oh, I'm still fat. Ooh, my grades are failing. 
oh my god what's going on in the world don't, yeah don't even get me started on what was going on in the outside world you know yeah um oh my friends they they don't why is my relationships failing um and then my self-esteem too i was like oh my god look at me i would look at myself with hatred because i'm just like oh you just oh mm. you look disgusting like get yourself together what's going on just completely pounding on yourself yeah. mentally mentally and it yeah. was every day it wasn't like it was non-stop and plus i still lived in the dock in the basement yeah <laughs> like a little hermit yeah so that didn't help either like i didn't get no sunlight and i just and, and you know what i mean i feel like what we're what what you're tapping on it's like as you're kind of explaining this whole journey of just being out of whack and and things kind of in in your own way spiraling it is really a testament to as as then what do you do right what do you right. do for yourself and so then to see that because obviously yeah for you 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 wanted therapy and right. um and then on one hand you know you you had me really at one point i felt like i was literally trying to drag you mentally that is mm -hmm. you know like i was feeling the mental weight of trying to drag you up out of this situation. And even doing that, I know for myself, knowing ultimately that the work has to be done by you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause it's either I'm going to commit to go ahead and dragging you through, through this situation for the rest of my life, which don't get me wrong. Y'all, that's my baby. I, I was like, Lord, I had, let me prepare to carry this child <laughs> for the rest of life. But, <laughs> but no, it was with the um, second therapist that she actually told me that she thought I had a general anxiety disorder. Um, for those of you who don't know, general anxiety disorder, uh, to be honest, I'm not going to give it like a definite, a firm definition on it because I myself hasn't really done any like hardcore research and I don't want to give out any misinformation. You're not the expert. I'm yeah. <laughs> So look it up if you want to really know what that is. But basically how she explained it to me was, is that, you know, I basically live through a constant state, as like I said before, of anxiety about the smallest things and the biggest things. And my mind contemplates on like things periodically. It stays on one topic all day, every day. And I come up with the worst scenarios for everything. And that's just how I lived. And I want to move to the beginning of 2022, which is the by beginning, I mean, January to March. Um, and this is kind of where my story ends. I decided to participate in Lent, which I think starts in February. Yeah. Yeah. So Lent, we're, really, you're supposed to fast. Oh, I think food. it started March, right? I think we started March, March 4th. It was either March the 2nd or the oh, 4th. Yeah. I think it starts yeah, in March. But we, yeah. we made the decision in February. But yeah. Really, I say it started in January. I want to start in January because January, February, God was still calling to me, basically. He was still trying to give me hints on what exactly I needed to do to get out of this constant state of depression and anxiety and confusion and things. And it wasn't until March until I started to actually, like, listen and take action. So I decided to participate in Lent, but I didn't fast from food. I fasted from social media. Um, I didn't really have a big social media problem, but that was what. I was called to do not fast from food, but like fast from social media. And during that time, that's when I really started. I picked up the Bible and I start. I just started reading and I didn't start at the beginning. Like most people say they do. I kind of just like picked the story randomly and just, and just read. And it's fascinating because like my journey is that I was just reading at the time. I wasn't doing anything else. I wasn't praying. I wasn't like 
going to church or anything like that. I was just reading. And I would write what I felt about what I read every day in my, in this journal I bought from Target. Um, and basically that's what I did for like two months. And then it progressed to me actually started to pray. Cause that's as I continued to read the word of God, he was calling me to pray and it, I actually learned how to pray. Cause that's one thing I also noticed that I didn't really know how to. And I, it started off with, with my prayers. All I do is talk to him. I don't be try to be like civil. Is that the mm-hmm. word? Sophisticated with my words. Yeah. Cause he knows me. Um, I talk to him. Like I talk to my friends. I'd be like, hello God. Yeah. How you doing this morning? I hope you're doing well. <laughs> <laughs> and I would just like talk to him. Like I would talk to anybody else. And then eventually it progressed to now, which, you know, I feel I'm still talking to God. I still write in my journal every day. In fact, I filled up the first journal that I started writing in. I'm on the second one now. So you feel like within this process of you, um, like you said, you first decided to fast. And then from there, now you're spending more time in the word. Yeah. At what point did you feel like things that were once out of whack? your thoughts all of that oh yeah it was start coming back? when i tell y'all because look i had my final before i started to start lent i had my final therapy session with my therapist and she rated she always rated me at the end of the sessions based off my anxiety level so it was a one out of ten ten being the most extreme anxious and then one being the actually zero being the not anxious at all i'm, I'm good she rated me at that final session at um a seven so she was like that's progress we're getting there i was like yeah that's right you know i'm getting there yep yep that when i did lent and lent i don't i forgot how long it was but i tell you the first week of lent it was like a wave of peace just settled over me like i instantly it changed from me worrying about what's going to happen to the past to knowing to like being comforted by the fact that whatever happens, I can get through. Mm, it. Come on. And it also helped me not focus on my future either, which you should, you should always have a plan, but in a way it, it made me not think about, it made me think about my present just to dwell in the fact that I'm here right because now. Because honestly, I know a lot of people don't, don't like to say that. And, and you're right. We should have a plan for the future. We should mm-hmm. have hopes for the future. But at right. the same time, we're not promised the future. We're exactly. not promised tomorrow. So it helped me to live in the moment here. And I wasn't anxious anymore. And in fact, um, actually, that wasn't my final session. My final session was actually after the week of Lent. And when she rated me, she was like, girl, you had a two. Wow. Yeah, because like the way she rated me was she asked me a bunch of questions, like general questions, like she would like, um, from one to five, like, um, no, it was like agreement questions, or like agree, disagree, sometimes, never. That was the answer choices. And she would say something like, I, I had high levels of fear this week. And my, my response would be disagree, agree, sometimes, or what was the one? All the time. That was not, it wasn't never, it was mm-hmm. all the time. So that's how she rated me. And she would ask me a bunch of questions like that. And she was like, girl, you had a two. And I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Look at God. Yeah. <laughs> 
In fact, I told her that I didn't, I felt like I was so firm in my faith and like just feeling so good from just reading his word and just the feelings that came over me that I told her, I said, this is probably going to be the last time I talked to you. Mm. And she was like, oh, okay. And she was like, is anything going on? What's, what's, is, is things changing? I'm like, no, I just feel like I'm at a good place now and I don't need your help anymore. Yeah. And she was like, oh, okay. I could hear a little doubt in her. Yeah, in her I, and I think tone. she was probably but, coming from a place where, like, we already know that um, that healing in any area of your life is always going to be a lifelong journey. And so sometimes that journey is a little bit easy, you know, right. a little bit, well, hey, I'm floating. I'm, care- I'm, I'm carefree. Summer breeze. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's like that. And then other times it's grueling. It's uh, very complicated and it's hard. So, you know, you did what, what you felt like was best for you and saying, I, I, you know, at this point, I want to kind of close out uh, this little chapter for now. Right. And I want to focus more on this, on this new pathway that, yeah. Yeah. Um, above all, I just want to, I'm going to end it off like here above all what I gained from reading the word and what I still gain to now, now is that I have gained hope. Mm-hmm. I didn't have hope and now I have it. And, and, and it's, it's, it's amazing because I've had things pop up, major things in my life that is supposed, I'm supposed to be derailed right now by some stuff that's happened, not only in the world, but like with my, um, with my academics and everything. but it was like I didn't feel out of whack at all during those moments. I felt at calm. I felt calm and, I pe- and at peace. And eventually everything worked out. But like the common of peace, like I was actually concerned. I'm like, why am I not freaking out right now? Yeah. Like why I'm not taking this as seriously as I should? It's because, you know, God was in my ear basically saying everything's going to be all right. Wow. Just keep moving. Yeah. I got Man, talk, talk <laughs> about like we you truly just kind of dived in there. Talk about being brave mm-hmm. and, and being vulnerable enough to share your experience. I just only hope that I can be that vulnerable and brave. Um, I mean, you know, like for me, as I said, I think I've gone through phases of that throughout life. I mean, I have more years. We're not going to discuss how many more years. I think some people are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So definitely, you know, more years. But if, if we're going to talk about that same time frame, let's talk about that, because I feel like yeah. within that same time frame that you described, um, I think things started getting a little bit w- out of whack, you know, yeah. for me, let's say maybe 2021. 20, which was okay. which was kind of upsetting for me, right? Because I was like, you know, again, if we're going to reference the pandemic and that was a really hard time for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons, right? Yeah. You And you saw it. You saw people struggling in the various areas of their life. And I feel like for me all through um, 2020, even though I did see some struggles uh, professionally, personally, um, all of that, I pretty much was taking it on the chin as they mm-hmm. say, and um, really didn't really stumble, you know. And then for me, again, 2021, I felt like outwardly just from observing, this could have been naive because, you know, uh, you're only looking in from a window and you don't know what's really going on. 
um, in people's lives, but it just seemed like everybody for the most part, not everybody, but most people I started to see them take a turn for the better. And if they struggled, you know, in 2020, it's like, oh, you know, people are turning a corner. Right. Even though we were all still facing challenges as a, as a country, as a, as, as the, the world, you know? Right. <laughs> and so, um, and I felt like I really ha- hung in there. And then all of a sudden, you know, for me, 2021, 20, things begin to get out of whack. And again, I don't know if there was one thing above the other that, that triggered things for me. I just know that um, at some point, my thought process just became a little bit uh, spazzy. You know, my thoughts were like all over the place. And as I like to say, I'm like the CEO of my world. We're all CEOs of our own world. Um, And in, in my case, I am the CEO of my world and I have people who count on me. (laughs) Yeah. I know, you know, my children, I I run my household and they count on me to be able to keep these things running good and running smooth. And as Autumn pointed out uh, earlier in her experience, like, you know, these people count on me to not have any worries. They didn't have any worries. Just can I just worry about my grades, mom? Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. You pay that bill? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, things begin to, uh, you know, get out of get out of whack for me. And I am grateful for past experiences. I had very challenging experiences in my life and it has taught me some great lessons. And so, um, I think one of the one of the things that I've always known and I learned at a very early age just from trial and error and doing things is that I learned to never make important life-changing decisions when you are under duress. When you are stressed and under duress. And so as all of these things are racing and, and, and all of these things are coming my way and I, and I have to make decisions because I'm a CEO, I have to make decisions about things, about my life, about my relationships. Um, I began to realize that I was so out of whack, but yet, a, you know, decisions had to be made um, and I was about to make them. Okay. Yeah, okay. I was about to make them. and then but I couldn't get my thoughts in line. They were not lining up. And so I would be in the midst of, you know, if I will, I would be thinking about, you know, my health and it would just, and I don't know why it became such an over exaggeration of things. I mean, your health is serious. And if anybody knows, my children knows I'm always ranting about uh, nutrition and we got to do better. And, you know, yeah, we're going to have health. Drink water. Yes, I'm always telling you they're not drinking enough water. Everything. I could break my leg. Drink water. Yeah, that is the reason. I'm like, you probably broke it because your bones became brittle because she wasn't water. drinking water. Did lubricate the bones. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, so I would have things like that on my mind and just all of a sudden be in a panic about it. Like it was just do or die. Like like it was just, oh, my God, if I don't if we don't get this in order. Or we've been eating so unhealthily. If we don't get this in order, you know, this is what's going to happen. And um, but before I can even fully think that out or even think about a plan or a solution to get 
back on track because I think I had even gained some weight to myself um 2021 maybe like I had gained like maybe seven or eight pounds and but it felt like 20 or 30 pounds um for me it did I I felt really um expanded um but at the same time I think the issue was it wasn't that right because it's you know I've always preached it's not about what you're looking like it's about how you feel and I think ultimately that was the problem I just didn't feel good I didn't feel good um, cause it's never about the looks. And so, um, I didn't feel good. And so you, you have, you know, that weighing, and then I had the pressures of being a CEO of my world, you know, bills, responsibilities, um, all the things that come with adulting and then especially mm-hmm. adulting with dependence. Um, yeah, that's major. And so, um, I had all of that going on. And then I felt like at the time, none of my relationships were going the way that I wanted them to go. Um, You know, that was all out of whack. I hope to be brave enough to have conversations about that uh, in in, um, further episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I just want everything. (laughs) Yeah. You gotta, you gotta have to keep listening to get that story, baby. Yeah. (laughs) But so those things were kind of out of whack and out of order. And one thing about it is that when things become out of whack, it's very easily for things in other areas of your life to uh, equally become out of whack. And so, you know, how, how, how did I wheel these things back in? How did I get back in order? And I know for everybody else, it, it may be something different. And I think that's what we're discussing, right? We're in a moment where we're sharing uh, our, our experiences as to what had worked for us. So I know initially for me, obviously my faith is a big part of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Praying is a big part of my life. The word of God is a big part of my life. It always has been. Um, And so I knew I was in trouble. Right. Right. And um, I knew who to go to. Unlike me. And so you well, you know, it's, it's you like you said, I couldn't ride the coattails of my mother's uh, salvation. And so I'm really happy right. that, you know, you begin to take that journey um, on your own. It's, it's so important. Um, but what was different for me is that I try to like do things. I was still trying to like uh, uh, take uh, baby steps. You know, I was doing like baby stuff, stuff that had maybe worked for me 15, 10 years ago. Um, those are the pro- approaches that I try to take, you know, this time when I felt like, um, you know, I was so anxious about things, which because that's what I was. I was just very anxious about every situation. Um, and in some situations, you know, rightfully so. Right. This is major stuff when you're when you're in charge of a bunch of different things. And um, um, I try to take like just little baby approaches. So um, when I would go to go to pray. And it's just so funny. You say, well, I, I, when you pray, you, you talk to God just regular. That's like what I have been yeah. telling you guys since you were young. Oh, just talk to him. Cause it's so funny. I just, yeah, I would always be like, um, mama, how, how, how are we supposed to pray? And I'm like, just talk, you know, just, ta- <laughs> just talk to him like regular and just hearing you share your journey and sharing how you just started doing that. And, um, that's something that I've, that I've known too, but guess what? When I went to pray this particular time, 2021 and talk to him, my thoughts were so scattered and consuming me that I couldn't even find the stillness in mind, in my mind, in my head to even simply say what you said. Hello, God. Like, honestly, I couldn't even 
pull that together. And so then out of this frustration, I just would stop it. And I would go back into like almost machine mode, like boss mode. Like, okay, I have to figure this stuff out. I'll do this later. You know, yeah. I talk to God later. I, I need to, I need to get this in order. And then. Sorry, God. Yeah. Ahead. And we'll go off on a full blown mission to correct or fix things that needed to be fixed in my life. But then would only end up getting so scatterbrained that I accomplished nothing. Right. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. And be, I would be back at square one. And so I think um, it was only a moment. And I just have to be honest, because this is this is my path. I had got to the point where my prayers were just as it just became as simple as help me. That's all mm-hmm. I could say. That's that's all I could say. That's all I could focus my thoughts and my mind to say. And it would. Be, yeah, just help me. That's all I would say. Help me. Amen. <laughs> and then, good talk. Good and then talk. that was that was pretty much it. And then I would get anxiety about that. Like, oh, that is not good enough. Like, that is not good enough. You, you need to talk to him. Um, but guess what? It was enough. Amen. It was good enough. And so that's what I did for weeks is just say, help me. And then I managed to get in a little bit more words. Good morning. <laughs> Thank you for waking me up this morning. Help, Help me. me. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and so, of course, and I, I think for me, um, you, and this is the importance, and again, this will have to be another topic, the importance of community and having mm-hmm. the right people in your circle, you know, at the right time. And so that's where it came into play, uh, you know, for me, where you remember we were sitting on the couch, you got we we were sitting on the couch and I don't know, was it me? Did I pull up an article on about Lynch? Yeah, you did. Yeah. And uh, before I even read the article, um, because length and length in my faith is is not something that I had ever really practiced. I didn't even know about right? it. Right. And of course I knew about it, but it's just not something that um that I had practiced. And so um as we were sitting there on the couch and I pulled up this article about Lent, I I said to Autumn, I'm like, um, you know, we should we should participate in Lent this year. And I said, What is Lent? What is exactly? You talking about? And I <laughs> began to tell her and Autumn said, Oh, let's do it. And then I pulled up, I pulled open the article, like, yeah, let's do it. And then we were already like, what, two days behind? <laughs> two days. I said, Oh Lord, we <laughs> She's like, we missed it. We missed Lent. We missed it. Let's just try again. And I'm like, no, <laughs> let's just do it. I'm like, let's just start now. Let's start today. And she's like, start today. And so our mission was to, like you said, fast from social media. And so, you know, that's what um, that's what we did, you know, for those 40 days of Lent. Oh, yeah, it's 40 days. Yeah, we I deleted I deleted my apps that night. Yeah. So we deleted our apps and um, I think we even added on because, you know, we're not. Yeah, we added on because we didn't start. We didn't start on time. So he was like, let's just add on. Yeah, we have to add on these two days (laughs) on, on the backside. Um, and so that's what we did. And I think one thing that, that obviously, you know, uh, praying and having that time with God, like I was amazed about how much extra time I had 
Because it, prior to that, you could not convince me that I had time to do anything. Right. Actually, I truly believed. I said, I was like really mad at the world. I was like, how do they expect me to do all this in 24 exactly. hours? Like there is just not enough time in the world. Like I got to sleep. I got to eat. I got to. <laughs> and it was just amazing how much time had opened up to accomplish things. It just seems like the world had slowed down. So before it felt like everything was moving so fast. And so everything was so urgent. You know, right. this isn't you got to make these decisions right now. It's urgent. If you don't, bad things will happen. Exactly. <laughs> You'll be left behind. Look at the world. It's leaving you behind. Yes, um, girl, look, don't get me talking. <laughs> Autumn knows that's my favorite word. Stagnant. Stagnant. Uh, you know what? If we, like, again, we were talking about irrational fears earlier and I won't get off track, but that's one of mine. I just being just, stagnant, being stagnant, just being so still that I have accomplished nothing. <laughs> and I look up and everything has passed me by and and my life is almost over because I just was not moving in life. So anyways, that's um, again, that's another stay tuned moment. But um, when I have more time to pray, more time to center myself, to get my thoughts, you know, in order so that I can begin to make the important decisions that a CEO has to make. Um, that's when things begin to get back aligned for me and my thoughts were not out of whack. Um, and I'm, I was grateful, honestly, Autumn, to, uh, to have you in my community. Um, as a person who kept me accountable mm -hmm. to that, you know, and during that time. And one thing you didn't talk about is like when you were talking about in your journey, because ours is kind of overlapping, right? Yeah. During that time is like all the amazing things that we did. Oh my goodness. That we had time for you guys. We were going to like, um, jazz, jazz concerts. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff that that was actually my first time ever going to things like that. Recently, we just went to like this dance concert that they had at my university. And it's, I'm telling y'all, it's the weirdest thing I ever saw in my life, but it was actually pretty fun. Pretty amazing. She says weird. So I am more the artsy person. These are things that I did before. So I was happy to share these moments with my daughter. I love jazz. I love all types of music, but um, definitely I've been an old soul most of my life. And so I was happy. I thought she would re reject it. So you know, before I would always, you know, invite um, friends or acquaintances or sometimes I'm the one getting invited to these things. Yeah. And so when I had uh, these opportunities and when me and Autumn was going through this process together, I was like, hey, you want to you want to come to this jazz concert with me? And I was afraid to even tell her. She's like, jazz? who? who jazz? I'm like, uh, Billie Holiday and Nina Simone. And they're going to be singing songs like that. And I just knew she was going to be like, mama, no, I told y'all now I don't go. I don't go out. That's 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 me. That's just who I am. I don't go out. If I don't know it, I don't show it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I tried to rhyme, but that ain't work out. <laughs> but I don't go places like that. But, you know. My time with God and just how good my life was turning around. Yeah, I was like, something was just like, go just just do it. Why not? Let's go do it. Yeah. 
And it was it was such an uh, amazing experience, you know, to be able it to. It was, y'all. I cried. Yeah. I don't Ooh. cry. I Ooh, cried. Yeah. yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, she's talking about the, the Billie Holiday. Billie Holiday. Um, Strange Fruit, y'all. Let's go listen to it. Yeah. I cried my butt off. I think you, not only do you need to listen to it, but you need to read why she wrote that song. I'm mm-hmm. not going to go into detail because you really need to do your research on this. I promise y'all. Y'all lives will be changed. Yeah. <laughs> Do your research on why she re- like wrote this song first before you listen to it, and then listen to it. It'll hit y'all. Mm-hmm. I was in tears. Yeah, but it was just such a it was such a good journey, and it it seemed small. Obviously, this moment for me that kind of overlapped when things were kind of out of whack for me. I mean, like I said, I had many moments in my life where things were out of whack. But I think overall, what I am trying to say is that through my faith, uh, I mean. That's what always helps me to get things back in order. Yeah. To realign things. And that's what I learned for myself now. Yeah. Because at first, I, like I said, I wasn't really, I didn't, I guess you can say you've had your, since you're older, we're not going to say how many years. Yes, let's not. <laughs> you've had like that periodic periods where you were on track and then periods where you're off. Mm-hmm. Well, since I'm younger and I'm just starting life, I guess that period where I was out of whack was my first out of whack period of my life and I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have more in the future yeah but at least I learned what works for me and what I need to do in order to get back on track yeah that's good mm-hmm. that's good I mean I'm so I'm so proud I'm so proud that um that you had this that you shared this and that you had this moment of being uh brave and open enough to share your experience and I, I don't know if I really shared my experience, I feel like I got more meteor stuff yeah, you, down the line. Yeah, yeah. So if y'all want to hear it, you gotta you gotta keep listening because yeah. we finna get deep in her goodies. With oh, it's Lord. some stuff we need to talk about now. Yeah, we're talking about um, a lot of different things down the line, but I I hope that this episode has been um, eye opening. If nothing, if somebody can relate and say yes, I understand or. Um, we right. don't want this to just be a conversation. Like, I, again, you guys, this is our first official episode. We did an introduction episode. But what this is all about is for us to start like what what as we learned this past Sunday, what happens when we open up our mouths? Right. And so we are hoping that by sharing our experiences, yeah. um, that it would inspire you guys to also be open and brave and begin to share your experience and people can be healed. Yeah. Or they can even start their healing journey mm-hmm. just by hearing your story and hearing how you navigated the challenges in your life. And so that is really our goal for just stepping out and trying to be brave enough to begin to share these really uh, these life experiences that we have had mm-hmm. and how we work through them and how we still are right. working through them to get us to that place where we need to be. So as we begin to wrap up this episode where we're like asking the question, what do you do when things in your life begin to get out of whack? I mean, we want to hear from you guys. We, we would love to know what you do when things get out of whack for you. Autumn shared that she almost, I mean, it's hard to say, I guess it's not so much as discovering faith because that faith through me, right. has always yeah, been I around always, you. It was, it was present. I knew, I knew I was a Christian and that 
I and I I believe in God, yeah. but I guess you can say I wasn't um I didn't really dive into that. It was just surface level information. Yeah. Up until that point where I I decided to do my own deep dive research into it. Yeah. Mhm. And I mean it's pretty much the same for me. It's been it's been a a, a circle of things. I, I do know over time I usually have to dive in deeper into my faith um into the word of God when things are kind of out of whack for me, but it's pretty much the same process that I that I follow. I'm just so happy that God is always there for me with open arms, uh no matter how far I stray away. Um and that's always a good feeling to know. And I always, you know, you don't have to feel ashamed about coming back like, uh, you know, head sunken down. Like, I know I know I was doing wrong. Right. Um, so, yeah, that <laughs> was good for me. So we really hope you guys enjoyed this episode, listening to this. We would love to hear from you. And so, Autumn, if you don't mind sharing with everyone what how was they the question can, again the question <laughs> you guys is what do you do when things are out of whack for you when when things are not lining up the way that you need to in your mind is yeah. racing and there's so many thoughts and you can't bring them to order for you young people maybe this is like you, you're just in the same situation as me as this is your first time really experiencing adult life and yeah. maybe you're still in the midst of it but what is working for you right now or what and then for the you old folk oh my goodness <laughs> you old what has worked for you in the past yeah mm-hmm. or what is still what is working uh, for you now or how, you now. how have you or changed have, right things? exactly how you have you changed that yeah how yeah. have you changed things from how you used to handle things um getting things in order in your life uh, in yeah. the past versus now let's become a community let's share our experiences in hopes that we can improve and make our lives more enriching all right, let me tell you how y'all can do that now. You can leave us a voice message that we can use in our podcast episodes. All you have to do is click or tap you on the phone. The link in our episode description and Anchor will guide you on the steps on how you can speak your piece. All right, now. That's good. Um, if you don't like that avenue, I, I completely understand. Like, who want to do all that making account and everything? So, we have created... <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot of work, making an account, putting in passwords, emails. Um, We have created other ways for you to share your opinions, comments, and your story. We have a Facebook and Instagram page. You can follow us at Brave Combos on Facebook and Instagram. That is at Brave, C-O-N-B-O-S, at Brave Combos. And you can DM us or you can comment on a post because we will be posting things on there periodically um just updates or you know in the future behind the scene photos whatever and you can listen to our podcast on multiple platforms you can listen to us on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, amazon music Castbox, pocket cast radio public and stitcher that's nine platforms y'all if y'all if y'all complaining i can't where y'all episode it good don't play with me yeah don't play with me (laughs) We yes, I'm gonna say it again. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Castbox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher, and Anchor. Just go to Anchor. You can listen to us to us there. 
Oh, why, why does that why does that scare me? That's like 10 platforms, baby. My heart just start racing. Lord, help. <laughs> um, just search up Brave Conversations and look for the purple cape. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> and look for the purple cape. All right, now. All right. You have a blessed day. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for listening. And we really hope to hear from you all soon. Mm-hmm. Bye, all now. Right.